Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Companions of the Message. This is Maha with Thursday Thoughts. You know, the best thing about Islam is that it's centered on reflecting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Remind each other, that reminding one another benefits the mu'min. SubhanAllah, a group of men came to the Prophet Muhammad and they told the Prophet that they are mu'mins. And Allah corrected them in the Quran and He says, so subhanAllah, there's a huge difference in being a Muslim to being a mu'min. You have to ask yourself, this year that has passed, the many years that have passed that you considered yourself a practicing Muslim, ask yourself, are you still a Muslim or have you reached the level of being a mu'min? You want to measure what it means to be a mu'min? Read Surah Al-Mu'minun. Remind yourself of this ayah. When people come with reminders, when people come with advice, do you allow it to benefit you? Do you allow it to change you? Because if it's not, then just know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that a mu'min allows the reminders to affect them, to benefit them. So I just wanted to begin with this ayah, that you must remind one another because it's supposed to benefit us. And I hope that this reminder allows us and allows myself to benefit the most from this reminder. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us in this episode, right? And in our lives to constantly reflect on ourselves. You know, sometimes when you're hearing a reminder or you're hearing a story, your mind wanders to someone else that would benefit. Ask yourself, am I a mu'min? I want to benefit from this reminder, so allow myself to eternalize and to focus on myself and not on anyone else. And I want to start this episode on reflection and asking yourselves, what's the difference between reflecting and thinking? You know, when you think there are so many thoughts, so many random thoughts that run through your mind, thousands and thousands of thoughts. But subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to ponder. Allah tells us to reflect because it's a beneficial processing. It allows you not just to think randomly, but to have intention and purpose in your thinking. You know, random thoughts happen with everyone. You know, some of the things we think about is just like, where did this come from? But subhanAllah, when you reflect, you have to take your mind to a thought. You have to take your mind to a place. You have to really think deep about what you're trying to focus on and who you're trying to remember. So subhanAllah, when you're reflecting, you're being intentional, you're being purposeful. And this is our faith to constantly reflect, to constantly remind, to put ourselves in a space where we are allowed to evaluate ourselves. And this is what reflecting does. There are so many benefits to reflecting. One of the greatest benefits is that you find solutions to your problems. You know, when I reflect, I start to see myself. I start to see what happened and what I did. I start to see what I said. I start to see what I should have did and what I should have said. So subhanAllah, when you're reflecting, you start to see the whole picture. You start to see yourself in the story and not outside of it. Another benefit of reflecting is that you're able to be grateful. You start to see the reality of your blessing. You have to be active in this. When you're reflecting, you're putting yourself in a state of thinking, purposeful and intentional thinking. I'm thinking about my blessings. I want to think about my eyesight. What are the benefits of my eyesight? With my eyes, I'm able to see the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm able to see in such vivid color and no color. I'm able to see the Quran. I'm able to see my parents. I'm able to walk. I'm able to drive. I'm able to have this job that I have. SubhanAllah, just from my eyes, I'm able to see when I'm reflecting. So SubhanAllah, reflecting on my eyesight, I'm able to see how grateful I am for it because there's so much that I benefit from it when I'm reflecting on it. 
And there's so much I can overlook if I don't take the time to reflect. You know, there are certain people that go out of their way to change their eye color. Why? You, do you not see the blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you? There are so many people that do not even think twice about their hands and their legs. There are so many people that hate the way their hands and their feet look and they're too focused on the appearance of the way Allah created them and not the blessing and the many blessings that come from that blessing. We're too busy focusing on the things that do not matter and we don't see the many blessings that this blessing brings us. So subhanAllah, when you reflect, you also get to know yourself. Man araf nafsa faqad araf rabbada. The one who knows themselves. For the one that knows herself, she knows her Lord. SubhanAllah, when you get to know yourself, when you reflect on who you really are, and sometimes it's scary. You know, many people don't like to think about the person that they are, of the person that they've become, of the way their sins have changed them. They're too afraid to reflect and to think, this isn't the person I thought I'd grow up to be. This is not how I thought my relationship with my mother would be. This is not where I thought I would be in my career. And so they are numbing themselves. And subhanAllah, you know, the reason for me, what I think, you know, and I'm nobody, I'm no psychologist, I'm no, I haven't done any research, but I'm going to give my opinion, right? <laughs> what I think personally, why so many youth are depressed, right? You have two kinds of youth that are depressed, the believing youth and then the disbelieving youth. So the disbelieving youth are depressed because society tells them that these things, that being what you want to be and doing what you want to do should bring you happiness, should bring you ownership of yourself and being true to yourself. And it doesn't. If when you disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you disobey the divine laws, when you forget Allah, Allah promises that you will forget yourself and you will lose yourself. And then you have the other youth. You have the Muslim youth who are so blessed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided them. And yet they're depressed thinking that the other side of the coin is happy because they see them following their desires. You know, we're both looking at each other and thinking that the other person has it better. Meanwhile, they are lost and misguided. And yet, alhamdulillah, we are guided. And through guidance, you don't find Allah, you find yourself, you find your purpose, you find your contentment. And with reflecting, it's not just about thinking and being purposeful, but it's also about being grateful. SubhanAllah, when you are grateful, you find your happiness. You find contentment. What does contentment mean? It means you're satisfied. That the things you don't have will not break you. And the things that you have do not make you. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and my relationship with Him that matters the most. As long as I have what I need to sustain myself and to flourish in my deen, I'm okay with whatever this world gives me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He promises us, He promises the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that you will get, and it may not be exactly what you wanted, but you will get and you will be content. You know, contentment is the real happiness. Happiness can never be achieved. Nothing we think of or want will make us happy. We have that temporary happiness. And contentment is being satisfied with what Allah has commanded for us to follow and for us to leave out. Being content with the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the decree of Allah. When you're content, it's not about the outside factors. It's about what's within. Because if you were to consider the people of Yemen, if you were to consider the people of Palestine and Gaza, and if you were to consider the people that are suffering, and when you see them smiling and finding contentment, I can guarantee you it is not their outside factors that is bringing that contentment. It's within. You were created with a range of emotions and you were created to experience those emotions and know that emotions are easily influenced. But contentment 
It's a perspective, your understanding of life and what's important. You know, there's a major difference in being content with what Allah has given you versus being content with yourself. You know, we're in this generation where we feel like we have to be satisfied and we have to be happy with ourselves and being ourselves. And it's the complete opposite. We are never meant to be satisfied. We are never meant to be content with ourselves. We are always meant to be content with what Allah has given us. But never be content with yourself that this is enough for you. Have higher expectations. Think higher of yourself. In Islam, it's not about who you were. It's honestly not even about who you are. It's about who you want to be. So it's not a pursuit of happiness. It's the pursuit of who Allah created me to be. So you, how can you find contentment in yourself? If you're content with yourself, you're satisfied dying in this state. And we never pray that we die in this state. We always pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes us in the best state possible in which where he is pleased with us in a state in which we're trying to please him. And that's definitely not where we are. Because I know each of us listening are thinking of ourselves and definitely saying there's a better version of me out there. I can be better. Tomorrow can be a better version of me. I promise you that. There's so much opportunity, so much potential for yourself for the next minute. Forget tomorrow. Within the next minute, you can improve your current version of yourself. SubhanAllah. You know, the power of dua and dhikr, it comes in moments where you forget to be content. And I love dua and I love dhikr for this moment. Because, you know, what are you supposed to say when you lose someone? What are you supposed to say when you're in so much heartbreak? What are you supposed to say when you lose your parent, when you lose your child, when you lose your sibling, when you lost a friendship, when someone returned back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What are you supposed to say except the remembrance of Allah? Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi raji'oon. Hasbi Allah wa ni'mal wakil. Dua and dhikr, it comes clutch in moments where there's nothing to say. You know, there's nothing sometimes I can say to a friend that has lost a loved one except inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon or hasbi Allah wa ni'mal wakeel or Allah yirhamah because really, what can I say? What can I say to bring anyone comfort, to bring myself comfort? I don't know what to say, honestly. And I'm so grateful to Allah that He gave me these dhikrs and these du'ats to put into my tongue, to keep my tongue busy with because honestly, my thoughts take me to dark places. So alhamdulillah that Allah brought us these du'ats and these dhikrs to really busy ourselves and focus on the goal that we've returned back to Allah, that He is our creator and we will return back to Him. Hasbi Allah wa ni'mal wakil, that Allah is enough for me, that there's no God worthy of worship. Hasbun Allah wa ni'mal wakil. You know, this alone is so powerful. It was said by Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam as a young boy. And imagine it took days for them to build this pit of fire. That it was so hot that it was necessary for them to create a catapult. This was the first time a catapult was ever made to throw this young boy into the fire. Not only that, imagine seeing your own father amongst the people building the fire. You know, some of us as young people, we want our parents to always be on our side. We want our loved ones to always to root us on and support us. But sometimes you don't find them there. Not because they hate you, but because they're busy in their own lives. And yet this young boy is not just seeing his father busy in his own life unable to help him in this tough situation him about to be thrown into the fire no he's with the people making the fire imagine how this young boy felt alayhi salam seeing his father help the people plan it out throwing his own son in the fire and ibrahim alayhi salam is seeing this he's in the catapult and angel jibreel comes down and he tells him what do you need from me how can i help you and what does ibrahim alayhi salam say 
seeing his father not there for him. You know, the one person we all rely on is our fathers or our mothers. And to understand that Prophet Ibrahim السلام, he didn't have his father on his side. Forget his side, he was on the opposing team. Angel Jibreel, an entire angel came to him. And Ibrahim السلام, says, Hasbi Allah that I don't even want you. I want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get me out of this. That Allah is enough for me. Even if I don't have my parents, Allah is enough for me. Even if I have no one on my side, Allah is enough for me. I don't need anyone. If I have Allah and I have no one, if I don't have him. You know, when you find yourself low in being content, low in your gratitude, and you feel like you have no one around you, no one to help you, and you feel like everyone's against you, remind yourself of this. That my Lord is enough for me, that He will save me, that I need Allah more than I need myself, and that Allah can help me more than I could ever help myself. Another dua I wanted to reflect on is a dhikr that we say three times in the morning and three times in the evening. We say this after Salat al-Fajr and you can start saying it in the evening after Salat al-Asr. And if you say it three times, the Prophet Muhammad wasallam says that it is guaranteed that Allah will make you content on the Day of Judgment. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, in another narration says that he will take this person's hand. If they say it, remember, three times in the morning, three times in the evening, the Prophet وسلم, will take this person's hand and lead them into Jannah. And that Jannah is guaranteed for this person. So what do we have to say? And most of us know it. And yet Iblis, the shaytan, they distract us from saying it. If you say this three times, you're guaranteed Jannah. If you say this three times, Allah will make you content. If you say this three times, the Prophet Muhammad will lead you into Jannah. That I am pleased with Allah as my Lord. And I'm pleased with this faith, Islam as my deen, as my creed, as my religion. And I am so pleased with the Prophet Muhammad as my messenger and my prophet I'm pleased with this and when you are pleased with Allah as your Lord you're pleased with his commandments and what he told you to do and when you're pleased with this deen you'll find yourself praying five times a day and you being pleased with your faith is you being pleased with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to do. You'll be pleased with the hijab. You'll be pleased with salah. You'll be pleased with the commandments of how to honor and respect your parents. So when you tell yourself, رَضَيْتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا Ya Allah, I will do what you tell me to do. Because this is what will bring me closer to you. And I will follow the commandments of this faith that will draw me closer, that will please you, that will distance me from Jahannam. And I will follow the Prophet Muhammad Sunnah and his teachings. And when you think about this, it's an extremely easy dhikr to make. Honestly, how could you not be pleased with Allah as your Lord? How this faith has protected me in ways I could never imagine. The most beloved messenger. The ummah that we are part of. The ummah that Prophet Musa wishes he could be part of. How could you not be pleased with this? SubhanAllah, this dhikr, it really prepares the person for the early phases of the afterlife. When you're laid in your grave and you're visited by two angels that will ask you three questions. Who is your Lord? And if you live the life with you will easily answer this question. The second question, what is your religion? 
If you live by this dhikr, if you said it three times in the morning and you set your day right, reminding yourself that no matter what happens, I'm just pleased with this. No matter what happens in my day, I'm pleased with my Lord, with my faith, with my Nabi and what he taught me and what this faith has brought me and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected me with. So when the angel comes and he asks, who is your Lord? You'll answer Allah. When they ask, what is your religion? You'll respond with Islam. And when they ask, who is the person that we sent to you? What prophet was sent to you? You will answer with ease. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So if there's anything you would want to implement from this episode, is to keep your tongue moist when you find yourself low in contentment. You want to build on your contentment? Reflect. ذكرت to do is حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل رضيت بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا وبمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نبيا ورسولا again three times after Fajr and three times from Salat al-Asr it's very simple it takes you less than a minute and it will guard you and protect you in ways you cannot imagine you will benefit so much in this life and in the next so جزاكم الله خيرا for listening, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to reflect, allows us to ponder on His creation. Your heart really helps you with reflecting. You know, when you sin, you have to ask yourself, what darkens, your mind or your heart? It's your heart. And that's what blinds people. When Allah says that people are blind, it's because their hearts are darkened and hard. That they can no longer reflect when they look at the creation of Allah. They can no longer reflect when they see the Quran and the ayat. Nothing phases them because their heart has darkened. So focus on your heart, purifying your heart, allowing yourself to reflect properly, allowing yourself to look at the tree and remember life and death, seeing the universe and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Badi'a, the one that designs so intricately and uniquely, that you know every snowflake that falls is different and unique in its design. Every star in the universe is different and unique, that every human being that you and I are beautiful, unique, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fashioned us in a very specific way. So I know today in this episode I said a lot. I wanted to focus on reflecting. So much that's part of reflecting. SubhanAllah, when you reflect, you build that contentment. And when you build this contentment, you start to see the beauty of your faith. And SubhanAllah, there will be moments where you can't find anything to be content about except in who your Lord is and knowing He is enough for you. Hasbi Allah wa ni'mal wakil. Jazakum Allah khairan for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.